This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? Hey guys, and welcome to episode eight of season two. Now today, guys, I have a question. I have a very important question that has been popping up in my DM um, in several different ways. This question is being answered. So today, my topic is going to be, do men in prison expect for their women to cheat? Now, this has so many different answers um i have been doing a little research asking this question to different people i put the question out there um on my patreon account got some answers back um got some really really good feedback on this question so first of all let's talk about what is considered cheating inside or outside of the prison system so you have flirting you have the wandering eye online chatting and texting giving gifts the quote-unquote just friends sharing private information emotional cheating secret communications one night stands and my favorite love on a break <laughs> love on a break is a difficult one guys because majority of the time you feel like when you're on a break that you're technically single and you can do what you want to do. But a lot of times it never works out that way because on this break, you're supposed to be figuring out things within that relationship and pulling someone else in, kicking it with someone else, getting to know someone else. It just creates a mess. It creates a distraction. And it also can definitely hurt your situation. Um, You might start considering what life will be like with this other person. So a lot of times when it's found out that someone has been dealing with someone on a break, it actually hurts more um, knowing that then the actual reason behind the break. But again, we have several, several forms of cheating. Now, I actually thought about asking my husband this question yesterday when he called me and I was going to, you know, put us on a little thing so I could have my little five, 10 minute interview with him about how he felt about it. And I opted out. I totally opted out because I knew, I know my husband. He would have been trying to figure out where this question came from. Why am I asking this question? And everything would have went left for me. So instead, I just decided to use the research that I have, the feedback that I have. But I will say this. When my husband first got sentenced, well, before he got sentenced, we had already had this conversation um, because we didn't know what his time was going to look like. And we had a conversation that I'm sure most men, when they're arrested, uh, facing time, and even after they get sentenced, is the standard, you know, you don't have to stay. You can move on with your life. I don't want to hold you up. I don't want to be selfish. 
etc. And me and my husband had that conversation before he got sentenced. And at the time, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm here. No matter what time you're facing, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. You know, we're going to do this time together. And I stood on that. After he got sentenced, of course, it was an unexpected number. And before he could even say it to me, I stopped him. I completely stopped him and I just told him, listen, do before you ask me that question, don't. I've already made up my mind what I want to do. I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. It doesn't matter how much time you have. You're my husband. I love you. And I'm going to wait. It's worth it to me. It's our relationship is worth it to me. Our friendship is worth it to me. Um, and that was that. And I just told him, don't ever bring it up to me again. And the reason why is because, you know, as I've said before in several um, episodes, I have been in a relationship with someone incarcerated before. Um, and outside of that, I'm also a person that during certain points in my life, um, I become abstinent. You know, I'm, I meditate. I become abstinent for certain things that I ask the God, that God and the universe to do. And so sex has never just been like a 100% motivational thing for me. So I have been able to be abstinent. I have been able to just kind of wait and just, you know, let thing, other things move in my life um, and be obedient to God. So it wasn't like it was a big thing for me. It wasn't like, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, I, you know, I got to have sex or, you know, I don't know. It, it was, it was nothing like that. So I knew, um, that it wouldn't be a problem for me on top of the fact when I'm with someone and I love this person, this is what I want. This is all I want. This is the person that I want. This is the only thing that I see. I have tunnel vision when it comes to my relationship. So it wasn't a problem for me, hands down. And so I had to reassure my husband that, you know, but like any other man, I mean, he was willing to let me just, you know, live my life and not hold me up. And as I said before, um, the holding up to me doesn't mean the same thing as, as maybe what it means to other people. I mean, he's not holding me up from anything. He's not holding me up from running my businesses. He's not holding me up from my daily activities. He's not holding me up from growing. He's not holding me up from anything spiritual. Um, he's not holding me up financially. He's not even holding me up emotionally. It's all about the physical um when you have someone incarcerated and I'm gonna be honest with you I really do think that most men expect for their women to cheat I think that that's a, it's a defense mechanism I think it's easier for them to put that in their mind so that they can do what they need to do on a daily basis um and just knowing that it's a possibility is it something that they want to hear no I doubt that very seriously but I believe it's a easier thought to keep going every day is to kind of expect for something like that to happen. And I think all guys do it who are incarcerated. I mean, my husband does it. I know for sure, because we've had times where if I don't answer the phone or, you know, I answer the phone, I'm sounding some type of way. These questions kind of creep in and it definitely becomes an interrogation versus a conversation sometimes, because no matter what, anybody says when you're emotionally connected someone to someone and you love someone you don't want them to be with no one else as much as you try to be real and you know keep it 100 and all this type of stuff is not what you really really want so if you ask me yes 
I think that most guys incarcerated, they do expect it. And I think they are okay with it because in their mind, I mean, it's been selfish to think otherwise. So I decided to put that question out there in several different ways to see how people thought. I decided to do a little research and see, you know, how people felt about this situation. So I'm going to go and I'm going to read some of the questions and the responses that I received. So the first one is, is cheating on your boyfriend who's in prison justifiable? Answer, nope. If you're thinking of cheating on someone, then you should end it right now and save both of you a great deal of headache. Obviously, breaking up with someone while they're in prison isn't ideal, but it's much better than cheating. Put yourself in other in your other half's position. Even if they never find, found out you've cheated, would you want to continue a relationship with someone who's doing that behind your back? Next question. Is it better to tell your boyfriend in prison that you have cheated on them before or after they are released from prison and why? So answer, undoubtedly after. In there, you got very few distractions. He's just going to sit around and think about it constantly. And it's going to make him wonder if you're still seeing that guy. If he calls home to talk to you and you're not there, or if you don't answer, he's automatically going to think you're with him. When he does finally get a hold of you, the conversation is going to be more of interrogation than conversation. I'm not trying to make him sound bad, but I've done quite a bit of time and I know how your mind works in there. We got all kinds of stuff to occupy our minds within our daily routines to help us forget about what's bothering us. And there, you don't have that luxury at all. All you do is sit and dwell on things. And if you do tell him, that's exactly what's going to happen. And I kind of thought that answer was interesting because I always talk about distractions. I always talk about, you know, mentally and emotionally what people go through who are incarcerated and they do sit and they do dwell on everything, not just relationships, but everything. Um, and so again, so I had someone who, uh, um, then uh, who answered uh, some, another person who answered And they said, in my experiences with other spouses of incarcerated individuals, it does depend on the sentence length. A man whose wife has a sentence that basically means she's only coming out in a coffin, just wanted her husband to remain married to her so he could visit in in her state. You can't unless you are related, but gave him freedom to have sexual relationships and even emotional ones as long as they understood they won't be marrying him. Myself, myself, my husband is bisexual and and had relationships inside before we got together. We had known each other for years before, but once he decided to be with me, that all stopped. That was four years ago. He's out of prison now. I thought that that was a very, very interesting answer. Very interesting. Um, whew, yeah, very interesting. So um, <laughs> next one. Um, 
Hold on. Depends on the guy. If I'm doing more than a couple of years, I would expect I would expect you needed certain needs met. If you were just looking to satisfy sexual urges or you were lonely and needed some company, I would get it. I mean, after all, I'm only I'm after all, I'm the one doing time and people these days are seemingly less into exclusive commitment. If you were taking my calls, writing me, visiting on occasions and putting a little money on my books, I would be appreciative. I wouldn't come home looking for indiscretions. I mean, if you still loved me and and I had and I had a home to come home to, I would rather that than anything. Now, if you had formed an emotional bond with another person and were confused about us, I would prefer you told me. I would probably just kiss the girl goodbye and tell her that I understood. The worst thing you can do is leave the person doing time on. It's easier to do a bit without without outside romantic interest. I do not want to dream about my love and carry expectations of tomorrow together if you were just playing with me. I don't want to be led on just to be let down. So if it's just a temporary sexual or emotional fix, then be discreet and keep it to yourself. But if, if it comes down to being confused, then love me enough to let me know. And I love you enough to give you some space. So that's a little bit of the questions that I put out there and the answers that I got. And I'm going to say this, um, most of the guys that I have talked to within this research pretty much is is kind of leaning towards the last response that I got. As long as it's not an emotional bond and it's just a sexual thing, you get money on your books, you get a phone call. I mean, you, you're talking on the phone, you're getting visits. And once this person is coming home, everything ceases, all that stops. It's all about the person that, you know, that you're with coming home and the people who you have dealt with understood and they know their positions. Most of the guys who I talk to wouldn't say they don't care <laughs> as well as my husband he feels that he doesn't care but for me as a woman um I've always been faithful to whoever I'm with um I'm a thinker I am a mental person my form of cheating would never be physical it would be more of the emotional side and so for me I just tend to stray away from anything because I want my husband I love my husband so I'm not trying to actually form any type of relationships or bonds or friendships or outside friendships or anything like that and if it ever got to that point I do agree with my last um the last person who responded, I think it would be my obligation and my responsibility to actually tell my husband, because in the end of the day, we have to be responsible for the people that we care about emotions, period, point blank, hands down. So I kind of agree with the last guy, but at the same time, I, as the woman that I am, I feel like when you make this type of commitment, you have to make this commitment and know all the parameters. You have to understand what this actually entails when you take on this responsibility especially when you marry someone incarcerated like anything outside of being faithful is considered cheating to me because you made this commitment it's not like you went into it not understanding like these are the things that you would have to sacrifice so yes I do expect 
I do expect, I'm sorry, I do think that they expect it. I don't think that they want it, but I think this is how they have to move on and how they have to keep doing the time that they're doing. Um, I think that if it was to happen, I believe it would be a forgiving situation. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. It, I guess it just depends on who you're a- actually with. Um, so yes, I do think that they do expect for you to cheat. Um, I think anything, <laughs> anything, um, would be considered cheating to them. Um, talking on the phone to other men, having male friends, um, guys giving you gifts, um, in someone incarcerated mind, it's still a form of cheating. They're going to want to know why you getting these gifts. Why is this guy doing this? Okay. This guy likes you. Um, so when it turns into an interrogation, trust me and understand it's something that they really do not want. They say it because they feel like they have to, they say it because they feel like, you know, they don't want to be selfish, but at the same time, it's not what they really, really want. Um, when you start forming different relationships and communicating and spending time with someone else, it's really not understood. As much as they say it's understood, it's it's really, really not because because they and their mind are incarcerated thinking about the future with you coming home with you, the things that you guys are going to do together and build together. And this is what keeps them going every single day. And if you're out here doing something outside of that, then it's almost like you're leading them on. So again, I think the last guy was pretty much on point. Um, even when he broke down that explanation, because that is what they do. Like, I can remember my husband actually saying to me at one point, like, don't have me thinking I got this faithful, perfect wife and you're totally opposite. And what he was trying to say to me was, if I was a type of woman that was still going to be out here kicking with people, you know, like, hey, you know, it doesn't mean nothing. I just had to do something to get my rocks off or, you know, it was just a one night stand. You know, he was, he would have accepted accepted for me to be that type of woman so he would know how to move with me and within our relationship versus me telling him no no I'm not doing anything I'm perfect I'm waiting on you so it's pretty much the same way the guy the last guy put it um it's it's a form of leading them on and and I could understand when at first I couldn't understand when my husband said that to me I kind of felt a little disrespected like basically if you're gonna be a hoe let me know you're gonna be a hoe and I know what to do with that but don't act like you're this perfect wife you know and and you're it's all about us and you doing something different I didn't know how to receive that at first but as time went on the more and more me and him started talking about it I kind of understood what he was saying um and it's almost just like any kind of relationship. I feel like I don't ever want my choice taken away. If you got something else going on, tell me so I can choose. Don't lie to me and make me seem like it's one thing when it's something else. So in so many words, that's basically what my husband was saying. And I definitely understood it. Like I said, as time went on and I kind of put myself in that same situation, but as a person who's free, you know, and, and you know, out here in the street. So I understood it. I totally understood it. And it is a form of leading someone the wrong way. Because even though, guys, you know, I always talk about what we feel like and what we go through on the outside, um, even down to the catfish episode, guys get catfished as well from from people on the outside and the inside. You know, you stringing them along because you want some kind of 
I don't know, emotional connection. Um, you're not really taking this relationship seriously with someone incarcerated. You know good and damn well by the time this person come home, you're not going to be with them. Or the simple fact that you got other things going on. You got other relationships. You got other relationships with other people in prison. So people on the inside get catfished too. People on the inside get strung along too. Um, it's not just what happens on the outside. Sometimes it is really, really bad. Um when a person in prison is getting strung along because like the guy said, they don't have anything but time. We can get distractions. Our feelings get hurt. Our hearts get broken. It's so many different things that we can do to get our mind off of it, to move on, whether it's go be with somebody else, sleep with somebody else or whatever it is, they cannot. They have to sit in it, think about it, dwell in it. Um, and it, it's, it's totally, totally different. So to answer that question on my end, I do believe that they expect you to cheat. I don't believe it's what they want. I think it is what they tell themselves so they can deal with the disappointment in case it happens. It's kind of like hoping for the best, but I'm sorry, <laughs> praying for the best, but expecting the worst. And that is my topic of the day, guys. And you guys tell me what you think. Do you think that Men incarcerated expect for their women to cheat. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Women incarcerated 100% expect for their men to cheat. Period, point blank. You can't tell me nothing different because men and women are totally different when it comes down to cheating. Women cheat emotionally. Men cheat with their dicks. And so I do feel like if a woman was incarcerated, your books will be on point. Your phone calls will be answered. Your family would be straight. But your man is definitely going to be out here issuing it out. I mean, it just is what it is. It's 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 totally different when it comes to female and male on the prison situation and the cheating. Hands down, women definitely expect it. Men, I know they do, but they go about it a different way. But as a woman, I would not expect for my husband to be faithful for, to me three months into me, me being sentenced. And that is the truth. That is the honest to God truth. I hate to put it out there like that. I wish I could say something different, but I just think men are just a different creature and, and it would be so hard for them to be abstinent for five years or four years. I don't see it unless they are giving a life up to Christ himself and they trying to become a preacher, a pastor or something outside of that, the dick is being given. But again, that's my topic of the day. Thank you guys for joining me and for tuning in to episode eight of season two. I love you guys so much. As I say it all the time, I don't have to, but I choose to. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Okay, so it is time for the story of the day. Okay, so when my husband was on the streets, right, he never watched TV. I think I told you guys, like, he hasn't seen half of the movies that we have, especially, like, the ghetto classics, you know, the Scarfaces, the Paid in Full, Belly, um, Casino, all the hood classics, the just, just the classics. He hasn't seen any of them. And he never really watched TV, 
so now that my husband has been incarcerated he has his favorite shows and it is too funny to me because he loves drama and gossip he loves drama and gossip he loves tmz he loves the view and the other day he told me he said baby i was going to work out after i worked out i was gonna go to the tv room but he was like i just didn't even do it because the game wasn't on he said the guys in there love watching basketball wives and love hip-hop <laughs> so he's telling me he's like you know i just i just decided not to even go in there and watch it because i didn't want to get all caught up now him getting caught up means he likes it he likes basketball wise he loves love and hip-hop and for him it's like just a reminder of him being where he is and him wanting to be out you know and live this wonderful life with me you know at home and doing the things that he's seeing people play out and do on reality tv so in the midst of him saying that to me i was asking him um about basketball wives and I'm like you know so you like basketball wives and he's like yeah I like basketball wives and I had an idea I had an idea guys so I've been watching basketball wives for probably since the beginning of the very first season and in the beginning I used to think Jackie Christie was crazy well she's crazy but just her thoughts and how she moved I used to just be like damn like Jackie don't play when it comes to Doug but the one thing that I really loved about their relationship and their marriage is that every year for their anniversary they get married um in the beginning I was like oh that's kind of extreme but as time went on I just thought it was the cutest thing um to basically continue to renew your vows but making an event make it a actual wedding every year so I brought it up to my husband like you know what do you think about us getting married every year like every year on our anniversary we just do this thing where we just get married every year however we want to do it we want to have it big we want to have it small we want to have it just between me and you like I really really like what they do I think it's a wonderful thing to keep embracing your love to keep renewing your vows to keep doing it every year every year as a celebration to this bond and this amazing relationship that you have and so I asked him what he thought about it and he was like baby yes of course I'm on board and I was so elated about that I really was now granted yes it's gonna be difficult because right now he's incarcerated he's in prison but I'm so creative that I'm telling him every year um until he comes home and we can do it the right way I just still want to do it that way and I just want to find different ways of making it very very special to remind him you know of the love that we have of the bond that we have and to celebrate what we have so I just kind of thought it would be super super cute I'm so glad he's on board with it um so this year for our second marriage which would be our first well no yeah well our first anniversary um we're gonna do it again we're gonna do it again October 6 2022 we're gonna do it again um I'm not gonna say how but we are and we're gonna do it every year we're gonna celebrate this love every year and when he comes home you know it's gonna be so 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 amazing um 
because I get to do it with him, like physically, physically with him. Um, I'm so ready for that. I see all of these these people on TV, um, a couple of people that I've seen on my social media, you know, getting proposed to, you know, having their, their engagement parties and their weddings and different things like that. I can't wait, but I'm being patient um, because I know our day is going to come. So until then, every year, every year until he comes home we're still gonna get married every year we're just gonna do it in a creative way in a cute way um and I just love the fact that my husband just really be down for whatever you know my husband down if he gonna try to uh, smuggle sperm out the jail he's down for whatever I want and that's what I love about him whatever he feels like that's gonna make me happy he'll do it he will do it and um I would do the same for him so I I just I just love that about our relationship um I don't have to ask him twice and I barely have to ask the whole question I can start with the start with the question and before I can get it out he already knows what I'm gonna ask and he's just like baby yes whatever yes 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 so that is my story of the day. My story of the day is that me and my husband have decided to take a page out of Doug and Jackie Christie's book and get married every single year on our anniversary. How dope is that? I love my husband. And that is my story of the day, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to episode eight episode eight. We are halfway through season two, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Instead of a meme of the day, I will be doing a positive affirmation of the day. And it is, I breathe in courage, I exhale doubt. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives of incarcerated inmates. To contact Fed Up Wives, you can email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or you can call 770-927-8011. Now back to the show. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Me too. So now it is time for the update on my amazing husband. And of course, my husband is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and amazing, of course. Yes, guys, my husband is doing amazing. He's so ambitious. He's talking about how he wants to come home and begin to obtain wealth, not be rich, but obtain wealth. He's been working on some things. He's been reading some books on some things. He's even formed like a little group where they are talking about bonds and 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 um hedge funds and just different things and i am just so proud of my husband and just excited that he's excited about this like these are the things that we talk about all the time you know building this empire and and just obtaining wealth being financially free and so i love it 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 um he's working out of course every day my husband trying to get 
fine. Um, working in the kitchen, he's he's getting used to it, guys. He doesn't hate it as much because, of course, you know, by him working in that kitchen, he gets um cer- a certain amount of days off of for one. I believe I don't actually remember the numerical part about it, but it brings him, it gets him closer to coming home. That's the most important thing. Um, his minutes are back. <laughs> Thank God he actually almost forgot that his minutes had reloaded because he had been working so hard and just doing some other things, but his minutes are back. I am so glad to be back hearing my husband's voice. You know, our biggest thing was the past month. We kind of had an awkward moment within our marriage. We got through it. Um, And he just misses us. I miss us. He misses us. So it just feels good to be back on track, to have gotten that little piece of awkwardness out the way. But it's something that needed to happen because it pushed my husband into a direction where he needed to go, Um, working on his paperwork, filing his motions. He's so proud of what he's done. He sent it to me. He wants me to send it to his niece, his sister, and everybody. Um, He's learning how to type. Like, he's just being his amazing self and although it was an awkward moment that awkward moment really something really great came out of it um he's loving his girls my husband loves his girls and what I do know um is being a daddy's girl I do understand the importance of that father and daughter bond um those girls is how he survives those girls will continue to help his time go by those girls is what my husband needs outside of my relationship with him outside of his family outside of his parents those girls is what he needs um and I can understand it I can totally understand it me and my father were the same way we were super super close and no matter who or what was going on in his life I was the most important thing and so I love it Um, I don't stand in the way of it. It just shows me what kind of man my husband really is. And I'm just happy for him. I'm happy for um, the way things are working out in his favor. He's positive. Um, And I thank you guys. I thank you guys for keeping him in your prayers, for keeping him uplifted because it's working. Thank you guys for staying staying in prayer of me because I've needed it. This is not an easy journey. Our journey is not easy. Um, So I thank you guys. It's so appreciated by myself and my husband. And of course, my prayers are definitely going out there to all you ladies out there, all you men out there who are on this journey with me. Um, Thank you guys so much. But yes, my husband is doing so amazing. And um, we're just sitting in this love we are sitting in this love we are not letting anything and, and anyone come in between us you know it's work it's a hard journey it's extra hard when you are away from each other but it is all worth it and again thank you thank you guys so much I say it all the time I do not have to but I choose to now A part of the episode that I know you guys have been missing is my Q&As and my comments. Oh my God, it has been a minute. I have so many questions and so many comments in my inbox, in my email, and today I am going to address some of them. Yes, I am going to address some of them. I used to do it on the bonus episodes, but as you guys know, I had to push the bonus episodes to the side and only do them once a month, but they're going to be bonus episodes about me and my husband. So 
from time to time, I'm going to throw some of these questions and answers in there, some of these comments that you guys have been leaving me. And so today I am going to do that because I love this part of the episode. I miss it so, 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 so much. And I'm sure you guys do too. So we're going to start with the first question or comment. I love your catfish episode. It's definitely something a lot of women can relate to whom have come through this side of a prison relationship. Well, thank you so much. It's an episode that I kind of had been working on. Like I said, I didn't want to focus so much on all the negative things that come from prison relationships. I kind of wanted to tear that negative image away, but it's something that I can, it's unavoidable. And I just chose to go ahead and put that episode out there, um, especially after my friend had a similar situation. And I just thought it was time. So thank you so much. Okay, next question or comment. How bad was your last prison relationship and were you afraid to try this type of relationship again? Okay, so <clears throat> um, this, this question has layers. Oh, so let me just put it out there like this. Um, my last prison relationship was with someone that I had a long, long standing uh, relationship slash friendship with for a very, very long time. Um, it was a lot of up and downs. It was a, it was a major roller coaster. It was definitely a major roller coaster, um, while he was there. And even when he came home now, I will say this, um, we had a lot of love for each other, a lot of care for each other. We did, um, you know, we, we did have a relationship once, once he came home, not immediately after he came home, it was a lot of things that had went on between me and him. Um, but we did get back on track and we maintained, um, you know, we maintained our situation for a, quite a couple of years, I think like five or six years or something like that afterwards. It was not all that bad. Let me just stress this. It was not all that bad. The prison part was a major roller coaster. I mean, a major roller coaster. Um, there was a lot of misunderstandings, miscommunication, um, of some form of manipulation here and there on both of our ends, you know, and it, 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 I'm not going to say it turned out bad, the fact that we're not together anymore, the fact that we're not friends anymore, the fact that everything that we talked about, you know, what we were going to do and how things were going to be, it's kind of sort of how it became bad. Because once all that started happening, I mean, we became enemies. We really became enemies um, towards the ending of our relationship. So that's when I say it wasn't really good um, is because we went through a lot of roller coasters, a major, major emotional roller coaster while he was incarcerated. But what I'm going to say is overall, yes, there was love there. There was care there. Um, I have made it my point to not bash him because, you know, we're all responsible for our actions. We're responsible for the things we put ourselves into. As I always say, you know, we create a lot of our damage as well. So I'm not going to bash him. I'm not going to say he was a totally, totally messed up person. Um, but, you know, it, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. Was I afraid because of it? Yes, I was afraid because of it, because like I said, you know, back then, everything that we talked about, it didn't manifest how we wanted it to, how we talked about how it was going to manifest. There was a lot of moving parts within our situation. 
um, baby mamas, uh, other women, all kind of stuff. So yeah, it, 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 it didn't make me afraid. It made me very apprehensive. It made me pay attention to a lot of the red flags. Um, it, but it made me communicate. It made me communicate um, more. It made me communicate of what I didn't want, what I wasn't going to deal with. Um, I was definitely guarded coming into this situation. So um, I learned. I learned from that. I wasn't afraid because at the end of the day, what's for me is for me. The things that I go through in life, um, I don't know. I don't know why God, you know, has me go through the things I go through, but I trust in him and I have faith in him. So whatever obstacles and the pathways that I'm supposed to be on, hey, I just pull up my bootstraps and I just go. So I wasn't afraid. Apprehensive, yes. Um, knowledgeable, yes. Paying attention to certain things, moving with discernment, yes. All of the above. But I technically was not afraid. And one of the reasons why, one of the big reasons why is because I knew my husband already. We was already friends. Um, And the fact that his niece is my best friend, you know, one thing I knew for sure was that she was going to have my back and not allow me to get into a situation that ultimately would like just devastate or hurt me. So she was kind of like my security blanket within this situation. Although what me and my husband have is what we have, you know, we don't involve, um, outside, um, people, um, as far as our families and our friends, you know, we're going to take advice here and there, but we have shit that we have to deal with on our own. But with that being said, I was not afraid. It was not that bad. I've, I choose not to bash him and not, you know, get too personal um, within what we had, because, of course, that would disrespect my husband and disrespect my entire union and my marriage to my husband. But I will say this. um, It was a learning lesson. It was definitely a learning lesson. That's why I can speak on so many different things, the good, the bad, the ugly, up and downs, because I have been through them within that particular relationship. So I hope that answered your question. Um. Number three, what happened to Michelle and JoJo? I know, right? I miss Michelle and JoJo. Um, I can't really get into that question. What I'm going to say is when it's time for them to join back, they will be back. But it was nothing between us. There was no falling out. There was no disagreement. I love those girls. Those girls love me. As soon as they are able to be back, they will be back. Um, next question or comment. I really respect how you keep it. You really take us on a journey of not just the good, but the bad too. Thank you so much. Um, that's what the journey is about. I originally came into it saying it was unscripted. It was uncut. This was going to be raw. It was going to be the ups, the downs, the good, the bad. Um, and that's how I'm giving it to you. You know, I feel like what we see on TV is edited, it's scripted. What I'm giving you is what's really actually happening. I'm giving it to you as it comes. And I want to be honest and I want to be authentic. I want to be a voice. I want you to understand that, you know, everything is not perfect. I don't have this perfect, perfect house. I say all the time, my house on the outside is ugly. On the inside is beautiful because people look down and frown upon prison relationships. And we all can understand why. We can all understand why it's no secret. Um, you have more um, 
you have more stories that are less successful than successful within these relationships. And I just wanted to be honest with you guys and take you on this journey with me. Tell you all the crazy stories. Tell you the real. Tell you when I'm upset. Tell you when we having problems. You know, it's 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 my chronicle of my life <laughs> as a prison wife and that's what I choose to do and you know hey what other way can I do it besides be honest we're not perfect we are not perfect but I love my husband and we all know relationships are good and bad sometimes um next question and comment what's your next move to try and have Mars <laughs> um I love both episodes. Thank you. <laughs> Mission to Mars 1 and 2 are two very high very high ranked episodes along with the bologna sandwich saga. Oh my god, I don't know. I do not know how I'm going to um what's going to be my next crazy ass move to try to um have my son. I don't know. But what I do know is that I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that this last school shooting still has me shook. It still has me even thinking, like, do I really want to do this? I'm already at the age that I'm at. I'm t I'm really scared, you know, because I'm older. You know, I don't have the same. Lord knows I don't have the same egg count as I did back then, um, 10 years ago, five years ago or whatever. But. My husband does want a son and I do want to bring a life into the world with my husband. I really, really do. I want to create, you know, a part of me and a part of him as anybody else, any, any husband and wife would want to do. So I don't know, you know, I'm probably going to get creative with it. I mean, you know, I can subpoena DNA. I get a court order. <laughs> I can go with all the other stuff that I uh, researched and found out, but I don't know. I don't know, you know, I have no idea. I want it to be natural more than anything. So we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how my mission to Mars continues to go. But thank you so much by saying you like both of those episodes. They were crazy as hell. And trust me, being in it was even crazier. <laughs> so thank you so much for that actual comment. Okay, moving on. Thank you for being authentic. You are very, very welcome. Um, it's not hard to do. <laughs> I'm me. I'm me. I'm going to be me. I'm going to tell it how it is, whether you like it or you love it, but you'll respect it either way it go. Next question or comment. I'm excited about the new podcast coming. I also listen to Dating Anonymous. Love her voice. Definitely looking forward to more dates. Okay. Thank you. I Listen. I am so excited for these next two podcasts for Milk and Cereal with my best friend. We are major true crimers. Um, to do this with her is going to be an amazing experience. I'm also excited for the third side um, with Brandon. We have actually been working on some little small teasers. Um, yesterday was a really, really good one, guys. When I tell you, this is going to be Drink of Champs meets reality meets um gilly and what i mean i'm listen all my favorite podcasts i feel is in this one podcast with me and brandon um with the third side podcast we are about to come with the craziest shit that's all i have to say but i am super super excited um when we get closer to actually 
um, putting it out there. I will definitely keep you guys updated. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and guess what, guys? That's it. Oh, oh, as far as dating anonymous, yes, I, I definitely um, am excited about that. As you guys know, I'm executive producing it. Um, and she's getting there. She is getting there. Um, she has some wonderful content coming again. Thank you guys for listening and subscribing to that one as well. So that is it for the Q and A's and the comments. Thank you guys so much. You guys know how much I love my Q and A's and my comments. I have so many, I have so many, I have enough to spread through season two and three. So I will be addressing them. Keep them coming. I have not forgot about you guys. Um, I just had to find a way to, you know, to, to structure this all over again. It's been so much going on. So many different ideas been hitting me. Um, and I'm trying to stay creative, trying to stay entertaining you guys as best that I can. This past, these past few weeks, um, a month, these past really two months, has been has been difficult you know it's a lot of stuff that's been going on a lot of things have transpired my focus has been totally off trying to just deal with reality real life my marriage um different responsibilities that fell into my lap so i'm getting back on track i love you guys so much for being patient with me um sponsors coming through new just everything is opening up everything is opening up so thank you guys again for tuning in and joining me for my questions and my answers and my comments that I love so so much this is episode eight of season two so if you guys can remember I said I did some research for this episode Yes, I put the question out on Patreon. I got some great feedback. I put the question out via the website and got some great feedback. A lot of emails, a lot of direct messages with experiences dealing with this subject matter and a lot of great answers to if men incarcerated expect their women to cheat. A lot of questions and a lot of answers got a little bit deeper um, as to why, as to what happens if. Um, and I thank you guys so much for your feedback. It was amazing. Like, I was really shocked at the quick responses that I did get. But I took it a step further. I actually called one of my best friends who actually did time within the federal prison system. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this interview. It's very deep. It's extremely real. It's definitely unscripted and raw. And he makes some good pointers, guys. He really makes some good pointers. Um, I definitely feel like you guys will respect his point of view. Um, coming from someone who did time, his personal experience, and just what life has showed him and taught him. But I'm telling you, it gets deep and it's a long interview, probably one of the longest outside of MC Shan. So it's definitely going to be broken up in pieces within this episode. But I hope you guys definitely, definitely tune in um, and keep listening to catch the interview between me and him talking about, um, you know, if men expect their women to cheat and why. And like I said, he takes it. He takes it deeper. He takes it deeper. Have you really thinking a lot? I mean, I think I retracted a couple of my my answers within talking to him. But yes, guys, the topic of the day. Do men expect for their women to cheat? 
while they're incarcerated. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we're going to jump into this interview. Yo. Yo. Okay. Sahara, you ready? You ready, B? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. This is the question that people have been asking me for quite some time now from the female's point of view and from the male's point of view. So I decided I wanted to do an interview and and make this a topic for this present episode so i want to know do men in prison expect for their women to cheat and they expect for them to cheat they hope they don't but they expect for them to cheat and why is that because it's so many sensations out here like you got to think women have different ones, different needs. Now, when you go to talk about an older woman, then it may be different. You know what I'm saying? But, like, when you talk about younger women, you got hormones, acting crazy, and shit like that. So, like, it's kind of hard to say that you're going to not be physical and not be emotional with nobody for an extended amount of time. Like, it's different if you're talking about a year, two years. When you go to talk about five or better, the average. 25 year old, 30 year old, that shit seems like forever. So, um, okay, so let me, let me ask you this. Do you think that it's a defense mechanism? Like, is it something to help you do time better? Or, or, I mean, because you can't say that you actually want this person to cheat. So is it, is it, is it just, okay, the only way I can do my time is for me to, Put it out there like that. Is it easier to 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 expect that? Yeah, I mean, you might not necessarily want that person to cheat, but yeah, you're gonna pretty much expect it. And you got to think about it. The numbers suggest that, though. Like support that, though. Like if you look at what percentage of women stay faithful during the course of a man being in prison for five years or more, she probably at five percent. You really think so, it's that low? to happen and they expect it to happen because of them being incarcerated so why why is it hard to believe that a woman cannot cheat while her husband or boyfriend or whoever is incarcerated i mean is it like that far fit and what does the age have to do with it like so you saying me 44 is more likely not to cheat versus me at 25 and 35 yeah 
Cause you saying cause I'm more settled or but what but what if I'm a person who just don't believe in cheating and, and just never was a cheater and was always faithful? I mean, you could be that though, but I'm just saying that's rare. <laughs> like like when when you get older, you your whole perspective on everything is different. You see what I'm saying? Plus not to mention like your body and shit act a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? You gotta think about it when you younger, just think about how your hormone shit act. As opposed to as you get older, like that shit go for men and for women. You know what I'm saying? But like when you younger, shit, that's when you doing all your fucking and all that stuff. Yeah. So like when you get older, you don't have as many needs from an emotional, from a physical standpoint as you do when you're younger. Okay, so let's just say in in let's just put you in a scenario. Let's just say you find out that your wife, you know, you you four or five years in, you find out your wife. Is is cheating, but it's more of a physical. Like, would you prefer for her to say, you know, I cheated a few times. It was a one night stand. A one night stand. It was nothing. Or would you? Or what happens if she says, I met somebody. You know, we talk all the time. We've been getting to know each other. You know, it becomes a different form of intimacy. Like, which one to? Huh. I'm going to finish your question. Which, which one of them to you would be the worst? Like, like, like what, what scenario would be, like, the worst for you as a person incarcerated to, to be able to handle and deal with? Either one. Both of them are really the same. And I'm going to tell you what. If she comes to you telling you that she met somebody and they get to know each other and all that, uh, then, you know, really, she really breaking up on you. Working up with you. <laughs> now, she done, for lack of better words, got behind in the lines. You know what I'm saying? If she got there and she having sex with somebody, just the thought of her having sex with somebody, gonna fuck with you too. So, I mean, like, both are gonna fuck with you, like, in a negative way. I don't see nothing part. I feel like if, if she got there and she wanna protect you and she gonna do what she do, she just need to do a good job of making sure that you don't have to hear about it. That was going to be my next question. Would you prefer for, like, whatever you do, do it, but don't let it come this way. And when, I, when I'm when i on my way home, whatever you had going on just need to be stopped. Well, the thing about that is, even if you're giving that green light, they're going to say that's what, okay, that's fine and everything and all that stuff, but that don't mean it's going to necessarily be that way. You know, just because you're coming home don't mean that she's going to stop doing what she was doing, especially if that person don't been there with her more than you over the last Yes, you know what I'm saying. Shit, like. So is it, it easier? Is it easier to just, you know, with with the whole that speech that move on with your life? I don't want to be selfish. So is it easier to just go into your time being single to not have to worry about relationships and what a person is doing and you know what I'm saying? Is it can you do your time better not having to? care or 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 worry and we speaking from personal experience then i think it's easy for me to do it by myself so it's easy for you to do it by yourself you don't have to worry you but don't you but but don't now what's weird to me is the flip side i hear men all the time incarcerated saying how you know they they need a woman in their life. Like they need that that strength and you know that that somebody holding them down and being there for them and all that kind of stuff. So, 
it, it what does it depend on what does it depend on because you do have some that really want somebody out there to love them care about them be there for them hold them down versus a person who just like no i could just do this time by myself um do you think it's a financial thing sometimes it is a financial thing it just depends you know what i'm saying sometimes it do be financial but if you don't lead them financially i mean like you like women put more niggas on bed rest than anything else in prison <laughs> just being real what <laughs> Man, you can say the, the toughest, strongest, meanest, killingest motherfucker. Let them find out that girl done fucked over. <laughs> I ain't gonna say fucked over, but she fucking around on. Man, nigga might not come out of the room and eat for a whole two, three weeks. Oh my god! So they be in that love sick. Love sick, and you know the main reason why? Cause they can't do shit about it. Ain't nothing they can do. You gotta think. Yeah. It is. If it's a situation where you, you, you got to wait five, six, seven years to try to pay her back, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to take its toll on you. Do you think that men incarcerated communicate with other women because of that fear? Like keeping other people, you know what I'm saying, a side, one side, two, little extra here, extra there, um, because of that? No, I think they just need conversation sometimes. They just be wanting to just, you know what I'm saying, just see what's going on or something like that. Yeah. Because you got to think, if you can't keep that one, well, it's hard to keep the other ones too. You know what I'm saying? The difference is, most of the time, you know that the other woman you're talking to got stuff going on and you accept it. But is that a form of cheating? Like, like is 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 if a woman outside is communicating and having a you know a, a relationship of just communication, you know, building, growing, getting to know each other, it's nothing nothing physical, but more of an intimate situation. Um, it's it would be considered cheating, so to speak. But wouldn't it be considering considered cheating on the other end? Like if a man got a little friend he talked to. You know, him, his girl having problems or, you know, he got Tamika and Ashley and Brianna, you know, all of them facilitate a certain kind of need. Like, isn't that cheating? Well, I mean, I guess you can say it is, but in my opinion, no. In my opinion, cheating with me, it, 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 it involves some kind of physical intimacy. If you just got a damn a, a pen pal or somebody just <laughs> yeah, that ain't no different type of psychiatrist or something you don't know what I'm so cheating to you is physical so so okay so there's like different forms of cheating right so I'm gonna ask you what what do you I'm gonna tell you the forms of cheating you tell me if you agree that this is actually forms of cheating so they say that flirting is a form of cheating they say that a wandering eye is a form of cheating they say online chatting or texting is a form of cheating giving gifts the quote-unquote we just friends um sharing private information secret communication one night stands and love on a break that's all considered cheating so do you think love on a break is considered cheating if you guys take a break and then y'all start messing with somebody else is that cheating no, that's fair. But the point of a break is to work on <laughs> what's wrong with y'all. So if you decide to go mess with somebody else on a break and, and create a bond, won't that 
put in danger in a relationship that you trying to fix the reason why you took this break? It'll put the relationship in danger. I agree with that. Yeah, but like. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air now. Okay, so yeah. what about giving uh, gifts? Huh? What about giving gifts? Like you find out this guy been doing stuff for your girl. Is that considered cheating? Yeah, he doing all that and he ain't got no pussy? <laughs> he, he got none. Shit, he all right with me, man. <laughs> so, you wouldn't feel disrespected or feel like, why are you accepting gifts from this man? Like, why are you allowing this? Like, that's that you cool on that? I ain't gonna say you'll be cool on it, but I mean, I still think it's kind of hard. That's just like a, 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 a dude on the phone with a girl outside of his girl in prison. It's really harmless because he can't do anything to her or do anything with her or for her. So, like, you got a limitation on as far as what is capable of happening. You know what I'm saying? Well, if she on the outside, it ain't no limitation. It's just how far she willing to go and how far she will go. So, how how dangerous is emotional cheating to you? No, it's very dangerous. Like once a woman is not emotionally and mentally attracted in your relationship, so like if she's looking at another man and having conversations and, and another man and she wishing that you could be more like him, she, you really don't lost her anyway. You just don't know. I had a guy respond to the question that I asked, and he said that if you get into an emotional um, situation with someone and it starts to make you question and be confused about what you guys have, that's when things definitely um, get dangerous because now you're comparing two different people um, as opposed to, you know, Focusing on this one person. Now now you're getting confused because the emotions have kicked in. So which brings me back to could you accept and forgive the physical versus the emotional? Uh, I, I just think that the both of them are the same. Because you asked the person whether well, you rather your girl be in love with an, uh, a person that she ain't fucking. Or would you rather just be fucking on somebody she don't give a fuck about. Oh, it's like picking the knife for the other. So both of them just bad to you, period. Like, it don't matter. Okay, so why is it that men do it then? Why why is it that a man, because let's just keep it real, men are not going to be abstinent and wait on a woman to come home. Like, I just don't see it. I don't believe it. I don't think it will happen. So a man will be quick to be like, oh, well, you know, baby, we were just, I just fucked. Like, that's all it was. It was nothing. It was nothing. How is that more acceptable? Because I believe women and men cheat for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the average body count, the average man got way more bodies than the average woman. You know what I'm saying? In most cases. In most cases. You know, like, yeah, in most cases, you got some exceptions to the rule. But, like, I just think that women... Most of the time, they ain't committed relationship. They cheat because something is missing in a relationship. Men, on the other hand, cheat because of opportunity. 
I'm going to agree with. I'm going to agree with that. So, would you be abstinent if your woman went to prison for five years? Are you going to be faithful? It'd be hard. It'd be hard. That's so disappointing. But it's expected. I I could see a woman expecting it more more than a man. Like, I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess I just look at it like it's kind of like the situation with just having choices. If I get into a relationship and I know what's what I'm what I have to deal with, I have an option to choose whether I want to deal with it or not deal with it. So it's kind of like when you get with somebody that's in prison, you know what come along with it, you know all the parameters. Um, why get into something deep if I know that, you know, this is the kind of behavior that I have. So it's the, it's the same thing. It's like, why is it? Okay. Tell me why. I'm going to tell you why. Because that shit be way harder than most people anticipate. So it's like you prepare yourself for something or you think you prepare yourself for something. And really what you prepare yourself for, it ain't nothing that you can do to prepare yourself for it other than go through it. So you get in there and you think it's going to be easy. And then six months in, you realize this shit hard. <laughs> and then you realize that, yeah, you almost got the first year up under your belt. You're like, well, he got it again. But then you realize he got to do this shit six, seven, eight more times. Now that's when the mind go to wondering the shit. Like, can I really handle this? Here? You know what I'm saying? And you got to think too. Like, Women sometimes need emotional support. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's hard to do that, especially in the face. How the fuck are you going to keep a family that got 300 minutes a month? I mean, yes and no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna agree all the way because I mean, <laughs> I'm married to somebody in the face, but um. I'm I'm only in year one, <laughs> so I can't really speak and say you know two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and all that kind of stuff. I can't really speak on that. But um, okay, so would you forgive it though? Like like would you forgive if you did find out that this happened while you was away? You come home, everything is great. Everything is great. Is it something that you could forgive due to the fact that you was away? Um. And you kind of already said to yourself that you're going to ex- expect for this to happen? Man, you can expect for it, but you ain't really got no choice but to forget. You might not forget about it. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't got no choice but to forget because if that shoe was on the other foot, it'll probably be the same thing. Like, you can't... I mean, you can't sit back and get mad because of what you thought was going to happen True. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, you have to respect the game, too, and respect life, too, and just be like, shit, that's just how it goes. Okay, so... I'm going to get, I'm, I want a percentage. I want a percentage and, and I'm going to leave it at that. What is the percentage of men right now that you feel like that's incarcerated that expect for their women to cheat? <laughs> it depends on how they want it. You say... Okay, so let's say average, let's say, okay, let's do different uh, averages. Let's say 25 to 35. Nah, I will hope 99% on this because 99% on them. Oh my God. Okay, so let's say 35 to 45. 
Coming this August 13th, a true crime podcast called Milk and Cereal with myself and my best friend. We'll be talking about America's most infamous serial killers. So join us each and every Saturday morning for Breakfast and Murder. The 1970s weren't just a time of endless partying at the local disco. There was also a much darker side to the era, as multiple notorious killers collectively targeted hundreds of victims. When we talk about the golden age of serial killers, it all started in the early to mid-70s with this group of five. Like Gacy and 33 bodies under his house. Bundy traveling across the country. Raider terrorizing over decades and taunting law enforcement and the media. Jeffrey Dahmer, even today, we find his crimes to be on the extreme end of human behavior. Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, confessed to 71 murders over the course of several decades. Five of the most prolific serial killers in American history were all operating at the same time. It was easy for us in hindsight to say, well, why didn't that person get caught? Or why, why weren't people looking for them? I think we have to keep in mind historically the era. In the 70s in the United States was an innocent sort of place. You find this sort of trusting environment. It was normal for people to just hang out with strangers and to hop into strange cars. The murder of people in series has police departments across this country worried. Law enforcement didn't have a definition for serial killers. Those police officers back in the 70s just simply did not have the tools that law enforcement officers have now. Being able to quickly run a name in a database, that's something that didn't exist. There were no computers. No internet. No cell phones. No DNA. There were no surveillance cameras. Record keeping was in the back of everybody's drawer. We didn't yet have the 911 system. And these killers took full advantage of that. John Wayne Gacy. Bill Bundy is still alive. BTK. Jeffrey Dahmer. Green River Killer. Both Wetlock Chronicles podcast and Milk and Cereal True Crime podcast are a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand, LLC, and Extra Entertainment. So basically what you're saying is the, 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 cougars, the cougars ain't fucking. And I just refuse to believe that it's some women out here that is feeling like they ain't they living their best life at 40 some years old i mean come on now so you really think that because they're more seasoned more structured that don't you feel like if you're a little bit older you could probably cheat a little bit better So the survival rate of a relationship <laughs> basically in your eyes is 
success rate is 2% for anybody under 35 years old. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying. And like I said, it's something that people have flood my inbox about um about my opinions on it and i just thought i'd take it to an expert who can <laughs> break it down all the way the fuck down the way it need to be broken so from your personal opinion a you rather do your time alone b anything 35 and under is definitely fucking um <laughs> and you would not be faithful if your woman had to go do prison time, unless he's unless he's trying to be a pastor. I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> so the women have no hope. <laughs> women inmates have no hope, basically. Yeah, and that's the reality of it. And that's why I definitely believe there's no way in the hell that a female inmate is going to have a faithful dude. Like, I don't, I don't see it. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I do, I do think that most men expect for their women to cheat, but I personally think it's something that they tell themselves so they can be able to do this time. I don't, I mean, I'm hoping that that's not what they actually, actually believe, but listening to you, I guess they do believe it. And you don't have a whole bunch of friends that don't have men that don't want to pray. Yeah. Now, if you saying what she holding down while in prison, that's different than she now. She might have all kind of shit going on and still have a business as far as making sure that he's straight and making sure that he's good and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But most of them got some kind of something going on. You know what I'm saying? Whether they make it public or private. You know what I'm saying? They got something going on or have had something going on over the course of that time. That he was in prison. Now, if you talking about a year or two years, okay, they might touch it on that. But like, you go to somebody like Nick about there's, there's like, it's rare that a person don't have nothing going on. But that's not to say that that person don't care about you now. Yeah, that's like, true. You can't that's true. I mean, from a personal standpoint, for me, I mean, uh, you know, I my prior prison <laughs> relationship was three years, and I was able to, you know hold out and kick it for them three years because I actually am a person that has been able to even be absent for for years but you know that's on some a spiritual journey and just different things like that or whatever um but like presently I mean I'm in year two technically year two um and I mean I'm 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 actually good 
because I got so much other stuff going on. So, I mean, I can't, you're right. I can't really say, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely work. It's definitely something that, you know, I have to definitely pray about and, you know, try to stay focused and all that kind of stuff or whatever and trust and believe. I get interrogated a lot too, regardless of, of what the hell this man say. I, I, if I answer the phone too late, if I, Fall asleep too early. If I sleep too long, I've been fucking somebody. So, <laughs> well, you also got to realize you're an older woman who used to doing stuff on your own. True. You know what I'm saying? So, True. Like, you ain't got some of the pitfalls. Yeah. You ain't a young woman who can't pay her rent. They got two kids. Yeah. So she got this nigga that she knows she gets some pussy. He gonna help her out with that. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Circumstances. Yeah. And I didn't think about it like that. I, I did. So I so really basically it probably would be more financial than than anything. If it had to be, I, I I could say maybe it would probably be more financial than um than emotional. Cause the gr- people that I do know, female friends that I have had, they have definitely held their men down. You know what I'm saying? They definitely have. Now I ain't gonna sit here and say they won they were angels. No, I'm not gonna say that. They made sure he was straight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get attention to that. Oh, my you know, God. What you say? I'm just saying, that you can't think about it, right? You got one person that you got to talk to for, 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 for 300 minutes a month. That's five hours. <laughs> and you got another person that you can call every morning when you want to. And, 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 and he's going to tell you always don't call. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> this right quick why do you think why do you think um because there's people out here who seek prison relationships both male and female why do you think that you really want to know why <laughs> yeah most of them got because most of them got from, from, from what i say most of them have an underlying issue to where they need to feel wanted and they need to feel needed and they need to be so who gonna need you, want you, and accept you more than uh, a motherfucking person? You know what? That might have been the best answer ever because that is exactly the same thing that I have said, and I've had a few episodes about. Um, it's people who really seek them type of relationships, and that's exactly why they have them. I think they just really want to feel needed and don't mind being used. It's like it's yeah, okay. Yeah. You got a husband at home or a boyfriend at home that can't no attention. But you got somebody in prison that they're going to stop their date and call you once or twice. They might not be for long, but you the most important person to help, or at least you feel like you're the most important person. And who's going to need you more? True. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude in prison is going to need you more. True. For whatever reason. They True. I'm going to have to agree with that. Well... I appreciate this phone call, my anonymous brother. <laughs> Although I'm quite sure some of you people gonna pick up on that voice. But no, seriously, I do appreciate it. And I knew you was the perfect person to call to get the real. Lord have mercy. The women are in trouble and the niggas don't believe shit. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it ain't gonna even 
Okay. Like, like I think that, like, if if if, if you in a relationship with a person, and you know that you got some flaws, shit that you don't really totally got, then you gotta do your best job of protecting that guy. You know what I'm saying? Protecting that person, protecting that person. Yeah. Yeah. If you gonna be out there on your hot girl some shit, man, no, I think on here now. But what a person don't know, usually can't hurt. You know what I'm saying? So if you can provide that same sense of assurance, a reassurance with him, please, and he ain't got to hit back. So who does he love the most? <coughs> does he love the person that he's lying to the most or the person he's telling the truth the most? because on the wife's end it's like <coughs> you take my choice away by lying to me yeah but then do you really want to know I think I want to know you might be one of the few people to know because once you figure out how you going to deal with it how you going to find it <laughs> It won't, but I think I will want to know because I will want the option of how I want to handle it. Because if I'm being lied to, you know, it's, I'm being told something that's really not what it is. Um, but I think it depends on the situation as well. Like I always kind of opted out for the for the lie and wanted the truth. So, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it's it. it the oh, I definitely know. Even though I say I want the truth, I'm still getting a lie. <laughs> like, trust me when I tell you. A man can be fucked up, broke, and all that shit down and everything. Be about to lose it all, but he ain't gonna tell that woman. He yeah. gonna make feel like he got her control and everything good. You know why? Cause he don't want to hurt her. He don't want to put her in a situation to where she feel a certain kind of way. So like you can men lie to protect people to protect their women all night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I agree with that. Like I said, I we would prefer the truth. I think every woman, every woman is gonna say they want the truth, but we still know we getting a lie. I mean it's just something of course that we would rather hear. Um because I do think it, it it could probably save a lot of things, but sometimes the truth is extremely hard to handle. Um, <clears throat> okay, one last you really question. Want a man that is, you really want a man to visualize <laughs> all the shit that she's going to do with him, what you doing with somebody else? No. I'm just being real. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And you're right. Like I said, it just depends. I think it just depends on the situation or what what's going on. Now, now being with somebody else and cheating and all that kind of stuff is different. But if it was something like you know maybe some household shit or something with the kids or some financial stuff or just different things, I mean, it's kind of like the lie 
it's going to create more lies. It's going to hurt more than telling the truth. Because a lot of times you would be surprised what the outcome would be if you did tell the truth about certain things. But the cheating part, no. I would not want to. I, I believe in being responsible for the emotions of people that I'm with. And so I would not want to have nobody fucked up, thinking crazy, um, you know, visualizing stuff like Because I won't want to. So, no, I, I, I definitely wouldn't do that. I, I retract. <laughs> I retract that statement.
loyalty, right? Like, you got to have loyalty. You want a person, you because you want to be loyal to loyalty. When I think loyalty, I think that I can rely on you. I can depend on you not to burn me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I ain't got nobody else, I can, I can kind of depend on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But respect kind of falls into shit, how you move. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to move in a way that's respectful. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole thing I think with most women is, the most men is, once women a lot of times get shit going on, they tend to forget about the nigga that they did everything up until that little nigga came along. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Shit like that. Like, so it's like, if you care about me and you trying to fuck with me, then you got to move in a way that say that. You know what I'm saying? But so you just basically saying it. <clears throat> it comes hand in hand. So in, or, in order to be loyal yeah. to me, you would have to respect me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can't have respect. We say loyalty without having respect. That's the thing. That's what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're saying that means police no prisoner, that's something totally different. You yeah, know what I'm saying. But like, it's easy for a man to accept it if everything that we're doing is for us. You know what I'm saying? So right. If that's how I got to be and this is what you got going on, then shit. And that's how we got to make it, then shit. That's just what it is. But if you're doing this shit and the only person that's benefiting out of that shit is you, and I mean, like, shit, you ain't loyal to me. You loyal to yourself. And you don't respect what we have. Shit, we ain't got that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that's true. But if you did have respect for what you had, then, I mean, definitely loyalty. I mean, to me, it goes hand in hand. You can look at it several different ways. I just like to ask that question because you would be surprised what people choose. I mean, sometimes people say they can respect the person but not be loyal to them, meaning they respect how they move, they respect how they handle their business, they respect how they carry themselves, but they owe them nothing. They have no loyalty towards them. You know what I'm saying? So... But that's outside of a relationship, you know what I mean? But some people just feel like they would rather have loyalty than they would rather have respect. Meaning, if you loyal to me, that means you'll do anything for me whenever it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Whether you respect how I feel, respect how I move or not. So, to me, it goes hand in hand. You know, like you said, I feel like you can't have one without the other. Period. Yeah, like, if you loyal, loyal to me, then like say, shit, you with no matter what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter how you look at it. So that's why I say respect kind of falls into it because if you with me, then you're going to make sure that whatever you do, you do to, you do it in a way to where it don't come off as being disrespectful to me. Meaning that, okay, if you're going to go to fucking off and everything and you're on your move, right? Shit, don't put it in the street. Don't put it in front of my face. Don't be all on the ground with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. If anything, now you demeaning me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You treat me like I'm a host. So, I mean, yeah. like, you, you, you can't really have one without the other. You can respect a person as a person, but not from a relationship standpoint. True. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be the best dad, the best goddamn brother, the best friend. You can be all that shit, but a relationship requires something different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A different type of support. True, true, true. Well, thank you for 
all this knowledge. I'm quite sure these people going to eat this up. And I mean, you definitely put a spin on it. You definitely put a spin on it. And I appreciate you for your time. And, um, oof, Jesus, I'm going to have to bring you back for some more questions. Cause, um, this was good. So today on a serious note, I kind of wanted to piggyback what I was talking about earlier about cheating um, on your incarcerated spouse. So I stumbled upon this blog and this lady who's actually married to an inmate um, had a very lengthy, lengthy um, article that she wrote. And I wanted to share some parts of it with you guys. So the first part of it is called honoring your partner. When a man says, that to his wife slash partner the real reason he is saying that is because one he is afraid he will lose you if he doesn't give you permission to have sex with other people or two he really doesn't have any respect for you at all telling someone to do something that will cause them pain and dishonor is not what love looks like love protects honors and builds up Telling someone to have random sex with strangers says, I think you're a whore. You cannot live without sex and you will have sex with any man who is willing. I am okay with you having sex with other people as long as you have sex with me too. Uh, No woman with an ounce of self-respect wants a man to treat her like that. Telling someone to be intimate physically but not emotionally is wrong on many levels. I have seen so many relationships go south because this conversation happened and the wife listened to her husband. She did what her husband told her to. Then either she left her husband or this other man she was having sex with or the husband left his wife when he came home because he couldn't get over the fact that she had sex with someone else. Rarely do they stay together. And if they do, they have a lot of work through They have a lot of work to do because of the infidelity. It never turns out well when someone steps out on their partner, not even when one of the partners is in prison. Marriage is a commitment for better or for worse. Having your husband locked up in prison is definitely one of the worst sides of your relationship promise. But it's not just about waiting for him. Honestly, this is more about you than him. What do you what do you really want for your life, your family, your reputation? I am sure you do not want to be the failure, loser mom who is known as the town slut because you have had sex for the sake of having sex. You are working on building up your family and your family legacy. Creating a new legacy takes courage, discipline and commitment, but it is worth it in the end. The effort is definitely definitely worth it. If um telling someone to be intimate physically but not emotionally again quote unquote is wrong on so many levels. If all you care about is sex then go ahead and have sex. It will leave a hollow place inside of you and complicate your life even more than it is now. You will carry regret and shame with you into the next chapter of your life with your husband. It will likely destroy your marriage and relationship eventually. If the price is worth those few minutes of physical pleasure, well, you decide. 
But if you care more about the monetary, I'm sorry, but if you care about the pleasure and if you want great success in your life and relationships, this small sacrifice of physical contact will cause you to reap great benefits across your lifetime. I cannot tell you how many times I have thought to myself how very grateful I am that God carried me through 15 years while Ron was in prison and kept me faithful. He gave me wisdom, courage, and protection. He will do the same for you. Standing against the norm is never easy. But if you give in on this major point, you will lose ground on on many prior points at the same time, and your legacy will slip further away from you. Yes, I am saying it is wrong to have sex with other people anytime you are in a committed relationship or a marriage. You will get hurt, your partner will be hurt, and your relationship will be damaged, maybe beyond repair. You are worth so much more. If your husband said this to you, you need to print this blog off and send it to him with a note that lets him know you are far more valuable than he knows if he actually thinks of you as a woman who is desperate for sex. And I'm going to leave it right there. Um, When I stumbled on that blog, I was like, this is it. This is it. I have to read this. I have to read this because I feel the exact the exact same way. Um, I love my husband to the point where I don't want to do anything that hurts him. Period. Point blank. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. Um, everything that I'm trying to build, everything that we're trying to build um, comes from us doing the work. It's a lot of work. It's a journey. It's not easy. But at the same time, it's just like any other relationship. Being unfaithful is being unfaithful hands down. When you make this type of commitment uh, with someone who is incarcerated, you pretty much know what it details. You pretty much know what it details. And I'm going to be honest. She had a great point because I promise you when my husband first said it to me, I was offended. I felt like you calling me a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm going to tell you that I'm with you and I'm with you 100% and I don't want anybody, I don't need anybody else. Why would you want me to? Why would you want to give me permission to do something? And to each his own. Some people may feel different, but in my eyes, that's how I feel. And when I stumbled upon his blog and saw what she wrote, and it's pretty lengthy. It's it's more to it than that. It will be in a um in my Patreon account if you want to go and you want to read the whole thing. But um, she hit the the head on the the nail on the head. <laughs> she hit the nail on the head for me. Um. And that's all I have for On A Serious Thoughts. I just wanted to tap into this blog um, and talk about marriage, talk about stepping out on your marriage, talk about honoring your partner, talking about telling someone to be intimate physically, but not emotionally and how wrong it is on so many different levels. And that's all, that's all I have for today, guys. That's all I have for On A Serious Note. Um, as I say before, I hope you guys take what I'm saying to you, whether it's advice, whether it's um, a reality or however it is, I might joke, I might play, but I still want to come to you with serious facts, um, opinions, and just different things that will help you along with myself 
on this journey that we are on together so thank you guys again for tuning in i love you guys so much as i say it all the time i don't have to but i choose to this is episode eight of season two thank you guys Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Thank you for subscribing. Please keep going. My numbers are going up. You guys are doing the most and it is showing. So again, thank you guys so much. Now it is time for my thoughts. Forming a bond intimately um, is the worst of cheating to me in my eyes. Um, They say that men cheat with their dicks and women cheat with their hearts, which I can totally agree on. Um, And it's definitely, to me, a major form of cheating. Um, I want to be enough for my husband. You know, I want to be enough for my husband. Um, When I'm in a relationship, my man is all I want and all I need. It's all I see. Like I said, I have tunnel vision. The wanting factor is everything for me. That means I crave my husband with everything, everything about him um, I crave. And the wanting is powerful, powerful within my relationship. Um, And I can wait for it. I can wait for it. I feel like what we have is definitely worth it. Um... I've had friendships in the past and once I feel that those lines are starting to be crossed the guilt actually does sit in for me because again I'm a mental person so once I get to know a person and this person begins to get to know me on a different level I do start feeling kind of guilty um and I have to shut it down I have to shut it down because I don't want to give parts of myself to anyone emotionally that's meant for my husband at all at all and sometimes the wires get um, crossed up you know you have to also protect yourself from relationships and friendships like that too because people will take that and make it more than what it is you know and the next thing you know you got a whole nother boyfriend somewhere because you're becoming intimately emotional um emotionally you're you're communicating you're sharing and it it can actually take on another um relationship then you begin to question so much and most of the time um it'll 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 cause it'll cause blurred vision and something in you will know that this doesn't feel uh feel right at all so through a lot of meditation and prayer um i just try to stay on course i just try to stay on course i try to be honest um to the point where you know I don't want to share my world with anyone outside of my husband I really really don't obstacles can cause you to feel like you you know you're missing something a void needs to be filled and a lot of times that's how it also starts it starts it starts there um as the guy said when you start questioning us you know when you let someone in and it begins to make you question us it's a problem um if it's things going on um you guys are having a mad, bad moment or, or you know a bad patch and instead of working it out within your situation you kind of start forming something over here it becomes a problem it definitely becomes a problem so my advice my personal advice and things that I have had to do not within my marriage but just in general with any kind of relationship is you have to reflect 
you have to reflect on your relationship you have to reflect on the things that you want you definitely have to communicate when things get difficult and things get awkward you have to communicate it um communication is everything it saves every single thing um and of course lean on the friendship I said that even with me and my husband situation when it got awkward we had to lean on our friendship your friendship is what's going to make you value your relationship on a whole nother level as I said in the past most of my relationships I was not friends with them so once things got to be ugly and it was over it was over and that was just it your friendships are held to a different standard it makes you value things a little bit more it makes you care about the person that you're with a little bit more because you guys have so much on the line not just your relationship but your friendship as well as well weigh your pros and your cons you know if you have to write out a list the pros and the cons of your relationship the pros and the cons of the person that you're with do that do that that will give you the answer to a lot of your questions um and of course meditate and pray meditate get on your knees pray um ask the universe to send you signs ask god to send you signs take the time to just be quiet you know sometimes you just have to be quiet and you have to sit in it so you can figure it out um and fall in love again once you get past all of that fall in love again go back to what makes you smile what made this relationship just so amazing to you what made this your happy place and your peaceful place go back to that and fall all up fall in love all over again I promise you I think within my marriage within my relationship my friendship with my husband our love just continuously gets taken to another level every single time um and it's an amazing feeling like for every little hiccup that we have it's almost like we love harder afterwards you know we find that place and we just love even more and we love even harder but it's work we have to put in the work and we have put in the work to get us this far um I thought about it the other day like this is the longest I've been with somebody without running I'm a runner things go left I'm running I don't like the way this feel I'm running the first red flag two red flags I'm running um I don't think I ever put this much work in any relationship consistently consistently this is the first relationship although we're married where it hasn't been like okay I don't want to do this no more okay and then you know two three months together we're back together like we have been consistent the whole entire time and I love it there's no giving up there's no walking away even out even with the marriage you know people separate all the time people call it quits people move on people still be married having other relationships but we put in the work we actually put in the work for each other and um it's amazing it's amazing and I love it um and I wouldn't want it any other way I really really wouldn't want it any work any other way um I have been learning through just all my experiences not just with relationship but just in life a lot of the things that I fight hard for that I go hard for it takes work but the outcome and the results are so worth it. So at 44 years old, I look at things differently. Like the things that aren't worth anything to me, the things that aren't worth me fighting for, they fall by the wayside and I don't even care when they fall. It's just like, oh, okay, and I'm moving on. But the things that do, when I put in the work, 
the results are amazing and those are my thoughts guys yes I think most men incarcerated expect for their wives to cheat I don't think it's what they want um as I said before to me it's offensive for them to think that way or for them to put you in that box that way but I think it's a defense mechanism um I think that if you really love the person that you witnessed incarcerated you should call them on it you know if you're if you're sure that this is what you want and you can do this I think you should call them on it and let them know who you are as a woman and to value you and respect you a little bit more by putting that on you um because you know what you're signing up for know it and definitely mean it um you can be catfish either way from prison or outside of the prison um people get strong along um and it's a it's the emotional drag session and it's not fair it's a ro- it's a roller coaster that nobody wants to be on i don't agree with it on both ends i don't respect it on both ends whether you're a person outside doing it somebody on the inside or you're a person on the inside doing it somebody on the outside it doesn't matter um and those are my thoughts those are my thoughts Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys again for listening, for being on this journey with me, our journey. I really, really, truly, truly appreciate you guys so much. And I hope you continue to tune in. I hope that I am continuously entertaining you. Um, We are halfway through season two, on our way to season three. So much more content coming. I know I'm supposed to start doing um, my live video feed it's been so much going on but i promise you guys the second half of season two you'll get to see me (laughs) you'll get to see me i'll have more interviews you'll get to see the people that i'm interviewing just bear with your girl bear with your girl thank you so much again guys this is episode eight of season two quick updates do not forget to follow Wetlock Chronicles podcast on Patreon. Yes, you have to become a Patreon, guys. It is a paid subscription. There are three levels of the subscription. You choose whichever one you want. I'm not asking you guys to do it. Just please check it out. Um, all the new episodes are uploaded up there. All the different links and stories and um, news clippings. Everywhere that I get all my information from, all the links are added into the Patreon account. Also, they are on the footnotes as well. The Duffies. The Duffies bonus channel on the Apple podcast platform. Um, $4.99 a month, $55, $55 a year. We I have not uploaded new content yet. The new content is coming. It's also linked to our YouTube channel. I promise you guys, if you subscribe, you will not, 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 not at all be disappointed. It is exclusive content between me and my husband. And yes, you have to pay for it. <laughs> you definitely have to pay for it. But it is it will be worth it. Freedom Fest 2022 is coming July the 2nd at Grant Park from 5 to 8 p.m. Guys, I cannot stress enough how this is something that you guys need to attend if you want to advocate and then for your family, tell their story, tell your story. If you are the voice of someone whose story needs to be told, Freedom Fest is where you need to be. This is going to be a big event, a monumental event, and hopefully this event will continue on once a year. So please, guys, be sure to attend Freedom Fest 2022, July 2nd, Grant Park from 5 to 8 p.m. 
1329 Media Projects. Oh my God, there's so much going on. I'm so excited. I'm just giving you a tip of the iceberg. Milk and Cereal Podcast, a true crime podcast between myself and my best friend. The Third Side Podcast is a truth podcast from the third side. It's three sides to every story. We get to the bottom of it. We share our opinions. Um, Myself and, and Brandon Williams, we're working on our trailer right now. I cannot wait. Guys, we've been doing little snippets here and there, and it's freaking hilarious. Um, the closer and closer we get to dropping the episodes, I will got, I will let you guys know, but please tune in to Milk and Cereal and the third side. Dating Anonymous. Dating Anonymous is a podcast that I'm executive producer on. It is a sexual, sexual, <laughs> sexy, sensual podcast um, from Nani. Nani is anonymous, of course. And um, I think you guys would love it. It is definitely dating from a lesbian's point of view. So if you guys want to hear stories from the lady who loves ladies, I think you should tune in. Um, it's available on Spotify, it will be available on Apple and iHeart and Amazon um music coming this week. Guys, listen, tune in to dating anonymous. You're going to love it. Um, brand new podcast. She's brand new to podcasting, has an amazing voice that will draw you in. Um, and I think you guys will be excited to be tuned in. So that's my updates, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and joining me on episode eight of season two. Again, thank you guys so much. Um, I know I say it a lot. I know I say it a lot. And I mean it. I mean it every time I say it. Um, I can never say it too much because I do appreciate you guys um, staying on this journey with me. It hasn't been easy, both personal and relationship wise. But I promised I was going to give it to you how it comes. And hopefully I've been doing a great job at it. So again, thank you guys for tuning in to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Can I make you a promise? No matter how you describe your perfect date, I will exceed all of your expectations. If you haven't already, please make yourself comfortable. Regardless of your competence or versatility today, you are an exquisite being and I am indebted to your company. I do not believe in coincidences. There are no accidents, only intentions by chance. Such intentions brought you to me. Consequently, I will expand the boundaries of your comfort zone and uncover what captivates your senses. Welcome to Dating Anonymous. You may call me Nani. Thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey. To follow this podcast, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Twitter Wetlock Podcast, and be sure to subscribe to the show's YouTube channel by clicking the link in the show's description. To get updates on season two, live episodes, discussion forums, and much more, visit wetlockchronicles.com. You can also get the link to sign the petition for Matthew Baker Jr. within the show's description. Thank you guys again for joining me. Please stay blessed, stay safe, and welcome to Wetlock.
You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website wetlockchronicles.com.